This episode is brought to you by Feel Free from BotanicTonics.com. Feel Free is a small two-ounce shot made from kava and other ancient plants, and the feeling that it provides is incredible. It is euphoric. It gives you this sense of focus. It reduces anxiety, and it just puts you in a relaxed state in your body. Think of it as a plant-based magical elixir that can uplift your mood, increase your productivity, and give you the energy to do the things you want to do today. There are so many applications for when you can use Feel Free. A few examples are using Feel Free to get into a flow state before yoga, meditation, or exercise. People are using this as a kind of energy drink to go running for miles at a time. And it's also great for socializing. It just makes it easier to connect to people around you. There isn't this kind of background hum of anxiety anymore. It just really melts away. And that also makes it a great replacement for alcohol. So if you're ready to feel free, go to botanictonics.com and use promo code ZIAN40 for 40% off. Again, that's botanictonics.com, promo code ZIAN40, X-I-A-N 40, at botanictonics.com. This episode is also brought to you by Sheath, the underwear of legends. What makes Sheath different is the pouch on the inside. Now this is a game-changing invention that completely revolutionizes the male undergarment. These are the most comfortable underwear I have ever worn by far. They've got amazing designs and styles, super comfortable fabrics. My favorite is the bamboo and also the V, which is a long leg athletic underwear that doesn't ride up and it supports you where it matters most. So go check out Sheath at sheathunderwear.com and use promo code TIMEWHEEL to save 20%. Once again, that's sheathunderwear.com, promo code TIMEWHEEL.
say this is more for the recording. And we'll put it out digitally. Okay. Know, people will wander in and out, but cool. I'm not worried about them all sitting here. Nice. 100% attention. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're gonna just be chit chatting here, and then like as people come in and listen, they come out. And, but this is a conversation between you and I. Exactly. Hear that? Perfect. Well, I'll get some of our friends out so we can uh, be witnessed by the by the Let's mushrooms. Go. Thank you, mushrooms. Thank you, mushrooms. Thank you, mushrooms. Mm. Wow. That's beautiful. Which one is this? So this one's the Tremades Lactiniae. Wow. Really beautiful. It feels very uh, ancient. It was found outside of Austin. I was doing a, the last ecstatic dance that was at the, uh, what is it? It's right off the Colorado River. Mm -hmm. There's a little park right there that a bunch of ecstatic dances used to be held at. Okay. And I got invited at last minute and I showed up and at the end of it, it was amazing. The first time I'd ever danced like that in the woods and had that experience where I was jamming with the trees. That was my first time actually being with trees in that experience. And this one afterwards called me and we were walking around. I had a couple of people asking me about mushrooms and they were following me and we wandered upon a log that had a bunch of these on it. And I saw that one and I was like, hey, do you want to come with me? Mm -hmm. And it was like, yes. We get a little louder on the mic. Just for testing, testing. Just out there. I love it, man. I, I, as much as I love mushrooms, I never really hold a gigantic one like this. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so this is gorgeous. How long would you say something like this would take to grow? Goodness gracious. Probably because on the bottom right here, it has many different layers of growth. I would say over six months, potentially over a year. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's crazy. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick it off the way I usually do with the podcast, you know what I mean? Some beautiful ceremony happening around us right now. It's an honor yes. to be here, guys, on Earth Day. Mm. Beautiful happenings. Good medicine. No, do your thing. <laughs> be as loud as you need to, brother. Do your thing. Yeah, no, of Bells, course. do it. Do yeah. it up, man. Do it up. No, we it, love it. It's all, We're here for ceremony. I mean, podcast is ceremony. You That's know? right. <laughs> it's just a big just big ceremony right here, right now. But yes, we are rolling, and I'm here with my good friend Sam, the fun guy. Thank you so much for being here, brother. Hey, thank we, you for having me. Absolutely. We actually we met at Evolve um, a couple months ago, mm -hmm. and you were hosting you know, a talk about mushrooms. And I loved it. And I was there. I was very passionate. I was like, yo, let me ask you some questions, man. Because in this community, you know, it's, it's a tight-knit community in San Antonio. Uh, there's not a lot of people on the psychedelic wave. I would say it's, we're probably in the 5% category, which is great. Yeah. You know, up from 1%, you hey. know. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, if you've heard, if anyone listening has heard any of my podcasts, you know I'm a big fan of mushrooms. I had a big awakening experience with mushrooms when I was about 20 years old, and it changed my life completely. Um, everything I thought it was going to be, the day after that, it was just rerouted, and it said, nope, like, let's erase that, and let's go with 
what's calling you now in the yeah. spirit and in the soul you know what i mean yeah. and uh, i really feel like the mushrooms gave me that mission and um I don't know. I, I get a sense that they maybe have given you a mission, and I really want to learn about that sure. because you're known as Sam, the fun guy. Um, they used to call me Mushroom Matt, so I understand a little bit of that that <laughs> nickname coming into play. It's like, oh, he loves the mushrooms. He's talking about the mushrooms. Mm -hmm. So I just love to learn. When did your fascination with mushrooms begin? Mm. That's a beautiful question. Thank you, Mushroom Matt. Yes, sir. <laughs> so my love for mushrooms started probably about seven years ago. I've always been interested in trees and in nature my whole life. I've been an outdoors, outdoorsy child, outdoorsy teenager. And I had an experience with Golden Teachers. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and through that experience, I realized how quickly these beings can change your perspective and shift you into a different energy. And I was fascinated. I was like, okay, well, this one mushroom can do this. What can other mushrooms do? Right. And at that time, I was going through a lot of stress. My body was unable to digest a lot of food. I, I was a, I guess you could call it bulimia. Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to keep any food down. I was always throwing up. And it was due to stress. It was due to my circumstances in my life, my, my uh, setting, as it were. Uh, so my parents were divorcing. I was really needing to find something that could ground me in my masculine, that could bring me back to my present. Yeah. And I realized those are the words that I was looking for then, but I have them now. Uh, and I ordered a a kit, a mushroom grow kit off of Fungi Perfecti, which is Paul Stamets' company, and oh, it yeah. was a Ganoderma Lingzi. Oh, wow. Which is the mushroom of immortality. Love it. And I was like, all right, there's a mushroom for immortality. It's probably going to help me with my stomach. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I grew it with my mom, and we watched it grow together. That process of it, witnessing something grow with my mom was was bonding for us but it was also bonding for me to the fungi as well because i realized through my caring for this mushroom and the love that i give it it responds in kind and i know i saw the, the inference with my mom raising me and i was like okay ooh, i kind of i kind of am like a mushroom a little bit no nah, no nah, that's crazy i'm not a mushroom it's okay it's okay so we grew this mushroom we harvested it we dried it together and we made tea with it and through the consumption of this tea reishi here is a reishi right here yeah, so nice. Reishi, mm, Abuela Reishi, mm. she is so wonderful. The, the energy behind Reishi is very gentle. It's a immunomodulator and a hepatic healer. So it helps with the way that your body m regulates your immune system. So if you're having an overabundant immune response, like let's say you have an autoimmune disorder like psoriasis, mm -hmm. well, Reishi can help calm down the, the immune response that's causing that skin disorder. So it definitely helped me with my stress. It brought that stress level down to a manageable place where I could eat again and I could feel good. Yeah. I could actually feel good. Mm -hmm. And so I kept with it. I kept studying. All right, there's two mushrooms that just changed my life just from the aspect of consuming them right. and being with them. That's phenomenal. Totally. What do mushrooms actually do? Yeah. And when I learned that and I learned about their connectivity, their mycorrhizal connections in the soil where they bring trees together, where they bring plants and trees and they, they act as the wood wide web, the yep. Earth's internet, the communicators. Yeah. 
I was like, what else can I do but build my life off of this? Yeah. Uh, build my life from the gift that they've given us, mm -hmm. which is life itself. You know, we wouldn't have this flow, this, this world that we live in without them. There are decomposers. They take care of us when we're no longer when we're no longer in this form, they take care of the way our energy is received by, by right. the earth. Right. And without their conductor, their yeah. expert conducting, we would be in stagnation. We would be still. Yeah. So I, I delved into it and I was actually working at this uh, business called MJ's and I was rolling joints in <laughs> Texas nice. uh, back in 2018. And it was wild, you know, it was the first time we would ever, ever been able to roll joints in Texas legally. We were doing it with hemp joints and we were doing 60,000 at a time. And during that process wow. of working those joints and working with cannabis, I learned about cannabis. I learned about the mycelial connection in cannabis and how mycorrhizae actually helps cannabis grow better. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I'm like, there's so many connections. Mushrooms are awesome. So would that be like a fertilizer you help, you know? The, the marijuana one? Yeah, so okay. there's a couple different ones that you can add. I've learned a lot about it, so I'm not going to go too far into that one. Mm -hmm. But there is mycorrhizae you can add to the soil when you're growing cannabis in any form, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's for oil or seeds or for smoking. Mm -hmm. You can grow it with this mycorrhizae, and it's going to have more connectivity in mm -hmm. itself. So it's going to have more access to nutrition, to nutrients, to water, right. to... Uh, those places that the roots couldn't get to. Because okay. if you think about it, the, mycory the mycorrhizae, the mycelium underneath is, it's like an extra set of fingers and toes. Okay. It's, like, it's like if you're, the hair on your body mm -hmm. was also reaching out and getting nutrients for you. Wow. It was eating for you on your behalf. Right. So, but it's also independent. It's a little bit hard to, to, to conceptualize, but if yeah. you stay with me, it's really cool. So mm -hmm. after working at MJ's for so long and talking about mushrooms all the time, they're like, you're smiling and you're always talking about mushrooms. You know what? You're a fun guy. You know what? <laughs> you're Sam the fun guy. And Love I remember it. one of my good friend's mom said that to me. Yeah. And as soon as she said that, I knew it was me. Yeah. I knew it in my heart. You know, you get that feeling in your mm -hmm. solar plexus where you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's a hell yes. 100%. That, right, or heaven yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a heaven yes right there. So I am Sam the Fungi. My mission is to end mycophobia, transform mycostigma, and connect people to the power of mycelium. Let's go. <laughs> yes. I'm about hey. it, brother. So when you were speaking there, it just really helped me realize, even to a deeper level than I already realized it, that like these mushrooms are an innate part of Earth's intelligence. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's Earth Day, we're here talking about the Earth. It's got an intelligence. Like there, there, there are systems at play that are far beyond our understanding. And, and the mushrooms let us see that firsthand, like the psilocybin mushrooms. Mm -hmm. You know, like just being out in the park can be so mystifying, so glorious, just so rapturous under the effect of these psilocybin mushrooms. They're really just showing you where you truly are. Mm. We're always there. We've just kind of got this malaise over. We've just kind of been on Instagram too long. You know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah. like we, we lose sight of how miraculous this experience is. And mm. the mushrooms tie us back in with that. 
And it's where we've come from, so it makes sense that it would connect us back to where we come from, you know? Like, mm -hmm. these mushrooms have been here for probably millennia before us. This is their world. Yeah. We're the visitors. We're the visitors in the mushrooms world. We're the visitors in the plant world. That's facts. They run this. You know what I mean? Like, and they're gracious to let us be here. And, they, you know, we're going to show them, let's, let's show them a little something, you know? Yes. So the psilocybin mushrooms in particular really have a, like a spiritual um, charge to them where they, they can take us deep inside into this place of knowing that is just so much deeper than our normal ego mind has access to. Like the, like, yeah. like the depth of knowledge, there can be something that we're tied up with mentally, could be for weeks, could be for years. And in just 10 minutes, the mushroom can can show us what that knot, that mental, that psychic, psychic, psyche knot is and, and unravel it and show us just a new angle, just the angle we needed to see mm -hmm. for us to transform our understanding of that. Yeah. So I just want to pass it back to you and say like for you, like what, what is the effect of psilocybin? Like when it comes on, when it's fully in its, you know, like full power, yeah. how does it affect you? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a word that I would use to describe that experience, and I would say that's an occasioned mystical experience. Okay. So in that space, I feel connected to everything. In a, let's, I'm going to talk about the emotional, and then I'll talk about the physical. Okay. So emotionally, I feel very connected to everything. I feel oneness. I feel peace with every circumstance because mm -hmm. I realize that I am everything going through everything, and it's okay. Yeah. Everything is always okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so reassuring. It's the Tao. Yeah. You know, I don't know if anyone's read the Tao Te Ching or heard about the Tao Te Ching, but it's 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 letting us know that you know like it's being taken care of in a in a higher mm -hmm. order than we're capable of understanding. We'll yes. probably never understand, but like just when you learn that that's a system out there. It, it does add a level of reassurance. Yeah. You know, to, to almost a, a faith to That's exactly right. letting yeah. go, letting things unfold, not yeah. being so bent up or been out of shape about things, you know, just flow with what is. Yeah. You know? And that growth of faith is part of what makes them so special, too, because it, it allows you to have that faith. I mean, it kind of puts you in a position where if you don't have faith, you're going to be in a situation where you're going to be wishing you did because mm -hmm. it's going to put you in a place of fear and alone and separate and isolated but alone is missing one letter it's yeah. just one letter l mm -hmm. all one ah, that's alone that. that's what alone means it's just all one yeah. you're with yourself mm -hmm. which is everything you are everyone yeah. so you're never alone you're it's always all one, all one. Yeah. so physically they they bring me into a space where if i consume the mushrooms themselves and i don't have some supportive agents you know if i don't do my physical regimen which is mineralization hydration making sure i have adequate nutrients because that's yep. really important to the effect of the experience because you can put yourself into a I'm, i mean they're a toxin straight up mm -hmm. psilocybin's a toxin so mm -hmm. the way it goes into your body your body's trying to get rid of it immediately so okay. it's processing it out as quickly as possible but the way that it, it interacts with your serotonin and dopamine receptors and some other fun receptors then you get experiences where you actually have changes of perception you're you're not yourself anymore mm -hmm. and 
you know, when you're mineralized and you feel good, that's a really good place for change and for growth and for development of self. Mm. And if you go into it unprepared without intention and without doing the pre-work, you can end up in a space where you have a lot of stomach pain and you have uh, potentially nausea or diarrhea or uh, even cramping. And I've seen people go into uh, repetitive fits of, of, of motion. So uh, really important to mineralize yourself. And when I mineralize myself, the experience that I have in my body is one of a little bit of like unease in my stomach. You know, I always have that feeling. I call it trippy tummy. Uh, <laughs> but you have that like, ooh, something's different. My yeah. body's working on something. Uh, little side note, by the way, bananas and foods grown in fungal-rich environments, mangoes, kiwis, they're really good at digesting mushrooms because they have uh, something called chitinase in them. And chitinase, I mean, what this is made from is chitin, chitin, whatever you say it. And that chitinase, it helps digest and break down this mushroom tissue. So the cell of the mushroom is actually being broken open and it's being made more bioavailable to you. Uh, so when I do that, I have an even greater experience with less mushrooms. So I have more from less. And after about 30 minutes is when it starts to really feel it. I feel it coming up in my body. It usually starts with a, a rising feeling in the, in the center of my chest from my solar plexus coming up to my throat. Mm -hmm. And in my throat, I have a little bit a, of, a, of a tension. Um, I call it the hand of God because it's just like <laughs> right here at the hyoid bone, just, just like a slight gentle squeezing or a, a little depressive pressure on, mm -hmm. on that area of my body. And that's when I know that the mushrooms are in me. That's when I know I'm, <laughs> I'm symbiotic with them because yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the little key. Mm -hmm. And from that point, it's a, Usually if, I have, if I've had more, it'll go into a, an upward and outward experience through my third eye, up into my mind space, imagination land, yeah. creativity, uh, also emotional workings. So mm -hmm. if I need to see myself in a more of objective sense and be like, hey, you know, you said these things and you did this stuff. Do you really want to say those things and do those things? Right. Really? Right. It's like, no, no, I don't. I want to be a different person. It's like, okay, well, here's your opportunity. Choose something different. Yep. So if I have less, though, it's a really beautiful experience of somatic awareness. So it brings me into a space where I'm really connected to my somatic experience, to my body. Yep. And I can ask myself, how can I care for me more? How yeah. can I show myself more love? Yeah. What do I actually need? to be better yeah. in whatever capacity. Yeah, you touched on a ton and I, and I wanna dive into a bunch of them, but that self-love thing is so hard to crack for most people. Yeah, We can love everything outside of ourselves. Our dogs, our cats, our mom, our dad, whatever it might be. Yeah, But we look at ourselves and so it's like, there's like a void there. It's like, mm. we don't understand that we are a being that needs our own love mm. and the mushrooms can break us down into this third person place to see ourselves from a higher perspective and say, why do I not honor myself? Yes. Why is it all about what's outside of me? Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, and once you learn that self-love thing, it changes your life, you know? And, yeah. and I don't think it's, I think it's a lifelong practice. I call it yoga, you know? Mm. It's, you're not just gonna reach a place where it's all good now, you know? Like it's, a, it's work every day, all day. Mm. 
But just finding compassion for yourself in those moments where you're feeling unsure, you're feeling angry, you're mm -hmm. feeling sad. Just say like, hey, like just give yourself some grace. The mushrooms have taught me that time and time again and just allowed me to work with that energy. And that's why I recommend it. And of course, I'm always recommending people work with mushrooms in a, in a safe environment, well-researched about what's gonna happen, well-researched about the dosages, well-researched about the effects. Mm -hmm. Because if you're just like taking something willy-nilly at a party, you don't know what's gonna happen. You, you just ate a hamburger and some fries. I mean, it's not gonna treat you well, you know what I mean? You're gonna have a, yeah. a rougher experience. But another thing you were saying earlier that was really resonating with me it was about mineralizing your body and after my first couple of experiences with mushrooms i started to realize that almost everything going into the mushroom journey beforehand plays such a massive role in the journey while you're in it right so i would start to do this thing for four or five days before a journey i would i would book it out i would say like it's going to be next saturday so for these next four or five days i'm going to really hone my body i'm going to mineralize i'm going to eat better i'm going to drink more water i'm going to not drink the alcohol i'm going to drink a little less coffee i'm going to like clear this slate so that when the mushroom enters it's got something to work with you know what i yeah, mean versus yeah. just like imagine if i just not done any of that and i'm and i'm <laughs> diving into it you know what i mean so yeah. it, it can tell there's like a, an intelligence in the mushroom that can tell oh he's working for this yeah he's working for this experience and every time I've done that, it has rewarded me so much so. It's, it's like this, oh, thank you for dieting for a week straight. Here's a miraculous experience, you know? And yeah. it's like, yeah. I love that about the mushrooms. And, I, and it's funny that it makes you healthier to want to trip balls. <laughs> Literally, it's like, I want to trip balls, so I'm going to get really healthy for like at least a week. And usually, it reinforces that experience and thus lasts a few weeks and a yeah. few months, you know, and the more we integrate our relationship with these mushrooms, the more healthier we become. Yeah. Like mentally, spiritually and physically. It's not just one or the other, but it really ties it all in. It's that missing link almost that people don't have, which is that third person perspective of stepping outside of your life for a little bit and seeing what you are from a non-judgmental point of view. Yeah, without any of your stories playing. Right. Yeah, that's the, the you said that, right, about mushrooms bringing you what you give them, like you brought yourself a clean slate, and they're yeah. like, all right, we can work with this. Yeah. They're reciprocal investors. Yep. So whatever you invest in yourself, they're gonna also match a 100%. dollar for dollar, as it were, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, every jewel of energy they give, that you give to yourself is the, every jewel of energy they give to, to you in return. Yeah. And that's a symbiotic way of receiving that. And mm -hmm. it's beautiful that you have that relationship. And let me tell you, I have talked with folks today and <laughs> not everybody has that, has that mindset of let me get healthier to trip balls. Yeah. A lot of people, they just get it and they're like, all right, it's time to go. Yeah. I'm gonna just want, and it's like, hang on, whoa. Mm -hmm. Where's your intention? Why are you not doing any prep work? Yeah. So we have a, a culture right now, this westernized culture of give me a fix now, fix it now, give me a pill, give me a capsule, give me some microdoses, give me a dose, I'm, mm -hmm. I need that and that's going to fix me. Yeah. It's like, well, hang on now, hang on. 
Sometimes you don't even need to take them internally for them to fix you, right? And it's not because it's not them fixing you. It's you fixing you. They're just a tool to help you do it. And however you apply them, you know, I've been holding this mushroom in my hand the whole time. It's because I'm nervous. You know what I mean? I'm holding this mushroom because I'm nervous. I'm like, woof, woof. And it's my medicine right now. Because I'm holding it in my hand, I'm aware of its presence. And as I'm speaking, I'm saying, thank you for helping me ground to yeah. this mushroom in every other thought. And that to me is medicine. So you don't have to consume it to, to have it be medicine for you. Sometimes all you need to do is look at the fruit. And honestly, some of those, some of those fruits, the, the entheogenic fruits are so unique. They will never be that way ever again. So you just sitting and looking at it and honoring it and really witnessing it yeah. in all of its beauty and, and like can you draw it that's a, that's the one that i've been uh, experimenting with recently is mm -hmm. to become more symbiotic with fungi i'm going to draw them mm -hmm. before i consume them so that way when they're no longer in their form as as they were mm -hmm. after they become me and i become them i will still remember them as they were and i'll remember me as a result as i was before them yeah. in that instance and it brings me that brings me so much medicine that brings me months of medicine because i can look back at that picture and look at it and remember all the emotions that came up through that experience or whatever was brought to me so right. so mushroom medicine it doesn't even have to be consumed to be medicine you know yeah. we don't have to we don't have to take it internally to have have that experience we can allow it to to come to us in a more gentle and passive means of yeah. just receiving it with our stillness with our beingness absolutely yeah yeah there's some type of and i don't know how to describe it and i and i'm still learning what it is but there's some type of link with the mushroom mind and our normal sober consciousness mm. th that when a trip is coming and I've planned it out and I know it that morning I wake up before the journey I can, I'm already on it mm -hmm. I haven't in, I haven't ingested any psilocybin yet but I'm just like in this journey mm -hmm. I can feel the forward pull of you're coming to me now the mushroom you know like and it's it's incredible and so many times I've just sat there and and, and held the dose that I was about to ingest and just gotten messages yeah you know what i mean so yes. like what you're saying is very true is like this, this mushroom is i don't know man yeah like, what is that like how, how can it how can it do that how can it start affecting okay. us before we've even eaten it you okay. know all right all right here we go here we go okay <laughs> so mushrooms we think of mushrooms as mushrooms but they're hyphae this is a different kind of hyphae. And what hyphae is, is a single filament of mycelium. So that single filament, it's the growing edge of the entirety of the organism. So at one time, that single filament is an individual, it's a one. And it's an ego going forward and, and searching for food in its environment. And it's also transmitting to the whole at the same time. So at, the, at once, it wow. is both an individual seeking in its environment and the entirety eating and growing and understanding. Yeah. So it understands as an individual and as the whole. Mm. They communicate with 
electrochemical systems. Mm -hmm. That's how we communicate too. Yeah. Our systems are electrochemical. We have hormones, we have electricity we use to communicate. So we mm -hmm. can pick up on their, on their signals too. Yeah. They're made of water, mm -hmm. so are we. Yeah. They're, on, they're 60 to 90% water, we're mm -hmm. 70 ish percent water i keep seeing different percentages mm -hmm. but we are mostly water just like they're mostly water so we can connect with them in the same system so mm -hmm. with you holding a mushroom you are electrically and chemically connected to it right. thus you are connected to its hyphae mm -hmm. thus you are a hyphae mm -hmm. but if what do we know about hyphae it's a, both an individual and a whole at the same time so if you're touching this mushroom and you're holding a hyphae and you are a hyphae guess what else you're everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you are connected to everything in that moment you always are but in that moment it's made palpable by this being that's outside of you that we're all based from mm. we're all fungal based life forms on this planet they've been around for i mean you said millennia they've been yeah. around for up to 2.4 billion years oh, wow. we found evidence in uh, fossil evidence of mycelium growing in lava tubes that are 2.4 billion years old oh wow uh, we know for sure that one's still out the theory's still out mm -hmm. but we know for sure they were here a billion years ago okay so They've been around for a really long time. They can survive the vacuum of space as well as the heat of re-entry into the atmosphere. So there's a theory called panspermia mm -hmm. that goes back to, to we are fungal-based life forms. We are connected to this being that made this world for us to live in. We are the expressions of the fungi in its evolved form. Mm -hmm. We are... We are the mushroom that can understand itself and be grateful about it. Yeah. I'm starting to think that we evolved from mushrooms. Mm, I think so. You know? Yeah, I think so. I don't know, but yeah, I definitely heard the thing about how we're so much more like mushrooms than plants, you know, with everything you just said mm -hmm. about how we operate as, as beings is just so much closer to what they do than like a tree um, but I, it also brings to mind images of maybe mushrooms or, or uh, spores landing on Earth from a comet mm -hmm. or maybe brought from outer space of some sort. And maybe even that's what fertilized the Earth to begin having life at all. Like, I've had that uh, epiphany on mushrooms. <laughs> and I've talked about it on my podcast before where it's not just it's not this big story like but I'll be on a mushroom journey and it'll just come to me really quick and I'll just be like, okay, so mushrooms are from space. They're from, they're from deep space. This is like some alien Real far away. technology yeah. and it's landed here and I'm here, but like it's from out there. Mm -hmm. And that's like maybe why it's connecting me to thoughts of out there. Yep. Um, so I don't know, like it's not like I've like dive deep into this, but it, it comes as an intuition during mushroom ceremony that they've come from another planet or some other far away, uh, uh, you know, really incomprehensible source, and they're here to uh, guide us, but, but maybe also we've come from them, mm -hmm. you know? What does that make you think about? 
I agree with that completely. I believe we did come from fungi. That's why I call myself a mushroom. Yeah. Because the similarities between myself and my friends are, they're palpable. Mm -hmm. They breathe oxygen just like I do. They breathe yeah. out CO2 just like I do. Mm -hmm. They digest their food via enzymatic process uh, just like I do. And these are, these are uh, basidiomycota that we're talking about. There's a bunch of other ones, basidiomycota and a couple others that mm -hmm. have different facets, but the one that I'm talking about is basidiomycota. And the difference between their digestion process is they grow over their food and digest it and I put my food in mm. and become it. Yeah. So their food becomes them and I become my food. That's the difference. Mm. It's like a different yeah. pathway right there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. But I do want to say that, you know, maybe even a handful of people listening here, they're intimidated. They, they're not ready for mushrooms, right? Yeah. And I know a lot of people in my close life that you know, they can respect that I do it, they understand why I do it, but they're just not ready for it. Yeah. And of course, part of me is accepting of that, and it's like, hey, like, I know it comes, the time will be yours when it's yours, right? right. You know, and it, if it's not now, it's fine. I'm not gonna push it on you. But I am curious, what can we say about letting people know why it's safe, why it's okay, you know, and, and what there is to learn from them? Mm. Because for me, it completely transformed my life from being like, a very limited place and mentally where I didn't think I was capable of much at all to now I'm so far beyond where I ever thought I would be in life and I still feel like I've got so much further to go yeah but like I never thought I would be doing all the creative stuff I'm doing being a part of communities like this it's just a complete it's like a rebirth right mm. and, and of course when you have that and you see the benefit of that you want others to experience that yeah so how do we like gently invite people to understand this is a safe thing this is a, a for your health for your mental spiritual and emotional health mm. like, what would you say about that i would say going back to sitting with the mushrooms what is your mushroom medicine ask yourself that question what is your medicine mm -hmm. what is your medicine Ask yourself that first, and then if you want to start partnering with fungi, you can see where mushrooms fit into your medicine. Mm -hmm. If your medicine is yoga, well, balancing a mushroom on your head while you're doing yoga is a pretty good way <laughs> to get better at your yoga practice. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it brings yeah. you more of that, that awareness. Yeah. So for myself, bringing people back to what is your medicine and bringing awareness around it. Awareness is key. Awareness is crucial. If you have awareness, you can move however you need to. Mm. You can be adaptogenic in whatever way you need to, like the mushrooms. Yeah. Like the mushroom that you are. You can be <laughs> adaptogenic. You just need more awareness. That's yeah. it. So however you can facilitate yourself becoming more aware or slowing down, because that will also bring you awareness. I've learned <laughs> running a farm, slowing down, will bring you <laughs> immense amounts of awareness and allow you to not make mistakes. Mm -hmm. So if you're intimidated by mushrooms, if you hear about mushrooms and you're like, oh, I want to try that, but I'm kind of scared, it just starts very easily. Mm -hmm. Go out, and when you find a mushroom, go up to it and tell it it's beautiful mm -hmm. and look at it. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. That's, that's the intro. 
Well, it makes me think that, you know, some of us are dharmically drawn to the mushroom and some of us just aren't. And maybe that's okay, you know, maybe at some point they will be, maybe some time, they, maybe this life is not their mushroom life, you Amen. know, but not, for me it was, so. <laughs> yeah, not everyone climbs Everest. Right, that's yeah. very true, yeah. There is a lot to learn there, and I would say it's not for everyone, and I, I know that certain people are not going to have a good time on mushrooms. So it's just, it's just interesting trying to navigate that space with being such an advocate, right? but also like wanting to keep people safe and you know, making sure that they're doing what they're called to, you yes, know, because yes. it's, it's a fine line to walk when I'm like promoting this stuff so widely. It's like all my podcast is about is mushrooms, psychedelics, spirituality. How do yeah. we learn about it and use it safely? Um, but yeah, you know, like it's just it's not for everyone. So it's a very niche thing. Yeah. But that's why I'm so grateful for communities like this where we can celebrate together and, and be on a similar wavelength and still slowly but surely invite people into that space of, hey, these guys are doing good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, mushrooms can be very easily lumped into just drugs, you yeah. know? And it's like people that do drugs aren't upstanding individuals. They're not creative. They're not productive. They can't do these higher end, you know, thinking systems and, and building companies and whatever, you know? Right. But for me, it's only helped in all of that. So it's such an interesting thing, but but for you, how have mushrooms helped you, man? Like like, what mm. have they done for you personally that you just feel just so grateful for? Because I'm so grateful for mushrooms too, and I know you are because you're Sam the Fun Guy. But. Yeah, I mean that that's the cornerstone of of a part, that's part of who I am is is being grateful, and that's what they've brought me a lot of is gratitude, awareness, and gratitude, mm. and sensitivity enough to be able to be aware of how, gra how much gratitude I should have. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, oh man, you know, if this mushroom, this one right here, this is a uh, fomus fasciitis. If this one didn't exist, you know, we wouldn't have, it's a fire starter. It's mm -hmm. also a, a, a stipic, so you can use it to staunch blood flow if you have a wound. It's, oh, it's, wow. it's medicine right here. And the likelihood that humans would have survived without mushrooms is pretty low because, uh, you know, we wouldn't have had antibiotics. We haven't had antibiotics traditionally. So this was our first medicine mm -hmm. as a species. We, if you, have you heard of the Cro-Magnon man? I have not. So it's a guy, uh, some Neanderthal, that was found in a, uh, I think it was a, a vat of oil. I don't remember exactly where he was found, but he was found with two mushrooms on him. This okay. one, okay. Fa uh, Fomus fasciitis, mm -hmm. and uh, another one called, um, the name just slipped out of my mind, but yeah. it's okay. There are this hard is, names. This is the one, this is the one that I wanted to talk about. That's why the other one, but he was found with two mushrooms on him. Yep. One was medicine, one was fire starter, and we had, and there was like embers in it. It was proven oh, wow. that he was transporting fire in this mushroom Amazing. from one campsite to another campsite. Wow. So it held fire. Yeah. It held the space of cooking our food, of putting this in our wounds to keep us from mm. dying of infection. Right. It was our first novel antibiotic. 40% of our antibiotics come from this. So mm -hmm. that's the awareness that they brought me that allowed me to be even more yeah. filled with gratitude around fungi and what they do. Yeah. And 
brought me even more gumption to be symbiotic with them because mm -hmm. I mean you've all seen The Last of Us yeah. you know what happens <laughs> when you misbehave <laughs> no I'm just kidding it's not like that but they're gonna uh, get you they're gonna get you <laughs> they're not gonna get you like that though uh, they will eventually get you but they get everybody it's okay uh, but the the whole premise around the show I mean it, it's it's true if the earth is intelligent and has a, a, a consciousness, maybe it's not a consciousness that we can understand as our, our human limited egos, but yeah. it has a consciousness. Well, it probably has some feelings around that consciousness too. And if it's got feelings, well, if you're hurting those feelings and making a discomfort, the likelihood that that discomfort's gonna be perpetuated is low. Mm -hmm. So if we don't find a way to be symbiotic yeah. and stop being parasitic, we're gonna be removed. Right. We're gonna get taken out. It's, mm -hmm. it's a matter of time. So if we're partnered with the foundation, yeah. it's hard to move off of a foundation, even when a hurricane hits. Mm -hmm. You still can be anchored to your foundation, no matter the storms that batter you. Mm -hmm. So that's why I am partnered and symbiotically, uh, foundationally with the fungi. Let's go. That's it right there. Love it, I love it. Well. One thing that you mentioned there was making me think, you know, talking about its medicine. Mm. One thing that I've, <clears throat> it's interesting. So mushrooms, and I've, and I've understood it as medicine, but sometimes they show you a thing that you're almost not ready to see. Mm -hmm. You maybe you're even uncomfortable with a shadow side of yourself, maybe mm -hmm. a way you've made another person feel. And yeah. now you can feel it in that reflection, yeah. in that mirror. and it's made me so much more uh, mindful about how I act in the world and about how things, uh, you know, just, just trying to be, uh, carry as much grace as possible with how I navigate with my relationships, with these types of things, because um, so many times medicine isn't, isn't this great, amazing, beautiful, glorious experience, which I've had as well with the mushrooms, but sometimes it's, you fucked up yeah you know what i mean yes like look at this and make sure you're not repeating this pattern Oof. and that to me is medicine Absolutely. you know and, and it can make our lives so much better so much more harmonious with the fellow human beings we come in contact with and just how we go about life and uh how we present ourselves and and how we hold ourselves and even that self-love thing it's like having that that love for ourselves and that compassion for ourselves that we have for other people outside of us, almost a second nature, but for us to see it about ourselves is, is so vital for our own personal evolution. Because if we don't realize patterns we're stuck in that are really uh, not for our benefit, we just keep going further and further away from that, our benefit, you know? But the mushrooms can somehow in an afternoon show you this thing that's been just like, yo, you fucked up here? Change it, make it better, heal it. And, and teach others also yeah. how to avoid those mistakes. That's been such a dramatic experience that the mushrooms have offered me. And I think it's a reason why some people are afraid of them and that mm -hmm. they've heard about the quote unquote bad trip. Yeah. But like the people that know what a bad trip is, they know it's almost the most valuable trip yeah. because it shows you a lot of things that like help you understand finally ways to not be versus just like all the affirmation of, oh, you're doing so great, you know what I mean? It's like, I work with plenty of medicines, like I love all of them, and some of them are very uplifting and 
like uh, heart-centered, you know, like mm-hmm. cacao or even like the heart medicine, MDMA. Mm-hmm. They, they can really bring us into those like, you know, like these really like release states of just like, wow, I'm, I'm really, I, I can, awesomeness. I, I, yeah, the, the, the awe, the rapture yeah. of this experience. But, and mushrooms offer that, but at a point they can also throw you a curveball, and they'll say, yo, I'm just showing you this though, so that you learn because we want you to get better. Yeah. So I just wanted to pass it back to you and like, what does that bring up for you? Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. That, that is very true. What you said about the, the bad trips, there's no such thing. There's difficult experiences that bring you lessons that are harder to integrate and your integration of those lessons and the way you treat yourself around them is, is the crucial aspect. So for myself, it, it involves a lot of grace for me when I find those mistakes because I oftentimes in the past have taken myself as a pinata and put myself on the on the string and been like ah you could have done better and just beat myself to to smithereens and then I'm looking at myself being like I don't know if what they brought me was medicine. They, they must not have brought me medicine. It was like, well, you, what you did with it wasn't medicine, but they certainly brought you awareness. So it's what you do with that awareness that really constitutes whether you are using, whether you are symbiotic with that medicine or whether you're using yourself as a, a punching bag. Or for myself, it was using myself as a punching bag, but you can also be in different states. But how you are in integrating that medicine, integrating it into you is where it becomes medicine. Yeah. 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 So what that brought up is about why do we even, why is it even a natural thing for us to beat up on ourselves? And it's because we all grow up uh, with trauma. Mm. No one is free of trauma. You know, like some people definitely have more trauma than others and, but we're all just trying to learn and adapt to these environments, the way that our parents were, the ways that our siblings were, the way that our fellow school students or you know, classmates were acting and, and how we can go about um, finding our place in the system. And so many times, you know, people are shut up for life because their parents told them, stop singing, your voice is ugly. And now they never sing again, right? Mm. But then the mushroom can come and it can say like, hey, your mom was in a tough spot there. Yeah. Don't blame her for that and yeah. come back to your voice and come back to mm. singing. And that's why we see so many people like, like reinvigorating their artistic and creative lives after psychedelics. Yeah. Because they can really see that like, oh, wow, I've loved this since I was a kid. I've loved painting. I've loved art. I've loved drawing. I've loved podcasts. For myself, it was definitely that. I used to talk to myself in a microphone, little voice recorder, and just listen back to it all day when I was like five to eight years old. Yeah. I got away from it for quite a bit, but now I'm doing the same thing. I've really found that <laughs> childlike joy where it's like, oh, I'm yes. listening to my recordings. Ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah, this is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I went, uh, I did a talk earlier today uh, mm-hmm. with Dr. Sunita Punjabi, brain, the brain coach here mm-hmm. in town, San Antonio. and. We were talking about this exact same thing, like the exact same thing. So mess to message, that's the crucial part of that. So you turn your mess into your message. Without your trauma, you wouldn't have what makes you you, what makes you passionate. Your trauma brought you the awareness and 
the difficulty for you to adapt and grow beyond your circumstances. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we can see this in, in human culture as well. The cultures that were closer to the equator had less development culture, uh, in a cultural sense in terms of inventions than uh, populations that were in inclement weather. Like if you were really cold, you had to adapt to that really cold environment. Yeah. So you had to adapt to your mess. You had mm -hmm. to find a way to make it work. So it, it does revolve around the way that you choose to approach your trauma. Yeah. And if you choose a victim route, it's not going to take you too far. But we see a lot of that today. We see a lot of victimhood in, in our culture, a lot of, I mean, that's what's being purported and being kind of held aloft is like, oh, if you're a victim, you'll be taken care of. Mm -hmm. And there are actual victims out there yeah. and they're not being heard because there's so many victims. Yeah. And it's like, what about the people who really need help? Mm -hmm. Like I could call myself a victim, but I'm certainly not one. Mm -hmm. So that is is a, a distinction i'd like to make too is yeah. the way that the you approach your trauma is what makes it your treasure yeah. or your trash yeah. because if you're not taking that mess and organizing it into mm -hmm. something and it's just sitting there and you're like oh man this mess is just here and it's been here my whole life ah what right. somebody clean up this mess like you clean up the mess <laughs> stop pointing at other people you do it it's right there it's your mess right stack it up it looks like a cool building yeah. i don't know what that is but it looks like it could be cool mm -hmm. so if you're new to that practice I, i'm still learning this i've only i'm only a couple months in it feels like mm -hmm. you know if you're new to that practice of developing self-love and developing softness with yourself because you've constantly been a piñata then take it baby steps baby yeah. steps take it slow take yeah. it slow it, when you have that inclination of, of wanting to beat down on yourself, just stop. Mm -hmm. Just take a, take a, a step back. Pop yeah. the clutch, as it were. Mm -hmm. you know? Go into neutral for a second and be like, is this really the way? Right. Reflection. Reflection. Just for a second. Yeah. Even if you go and continue to be a piñata, you know, just have that reflection. Build in time for that. Build one second. Then build two seconds next time. Then build three seconds after yeah. that. And just keep growing incrementally like that. Mm -hmm. And by the time you, a week has gone by, you've exponentially grown. Yeah. And there's a lot of hope with that. I agree. There's a lot of hope. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's like the hardest part is showing up. The hardest part is getting started with anything, whether it's that self-compassion that you're speaking of or even just like writing a song, you know, because writing a song when you haven't written a song for quite a while, it can feel like this like super daunting thing. But it's like, you know, you want to do it, though. But it's just like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to put it off. Like, I'm not ready today. Like no. today, this thing happened and that happened. Yeah, I'm not ready. Yeah. Excuses, stories. You know? <laughs> but just showing up is more than half of it. Yeah. If you can show up in front of that mic and write even just two minutes today you're going to get inspired and it's going to reinforce that and it's going to like keep you on the creative path and and that's just one metaphor you know like it could be about bettering your cooking skills or bettering your parenting skills it could be so many things yeah but it's just about having that level of compassion and trust for yourself um to understand that it's one step in front of the other you know and, yeah. and like when you're leaving to go somewhere far away as a metaphor like let's say we're driving to colorado you can't see all the way ahead of the, the lights. You can't see the full direct path in front of you. But you know you're going to get there. It's that same, same concept. It's like, yo, if I just keep going 
the path's going to keep unfolding and I will yeah. get to where I'm going. And what's funny is once you get there, you got to keep going more. Yeah. I've gotten to so many places <laughs> I wanted to be. Thank God. Thank the mushrooms, yeah. you know, but then it's like, oh, I got to keep going now, you know? So that's part of the mission too, is that resilience and longevity mm. in your career and stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, I know we're running low on time, man, but <clears throat> I did just want to invite people to learn more about yourself and, and any last parting words that you have, um, how to connect with you. Mm. Um, thank you so much for being here, brother. This hey, has been awesome. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate this space and the time to be able to talk about what my life is about, what I've dedicated my, my life to, the fungi, the foundations of life on earth. Hmm. Thank you, Fungi, for being here on Earth Day. We give you special thanks. We've got you on our altar here. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Let's go. Mm. Thank you, Mushrooms. Yeah. Thank you, Art of Consciousness. Thank you, Art of Consciousness, <laughs> yes. So, if you want to connect with me, the best ways are right now Instagram and if you want something from me, email is best because everywhere else is overwhelming at the time being. Uh, email is best way to, to get at me if you want to get a consultation to get a deeper dive into this. If you want to integrate mushroom medicine into your life but you're not sure how and you want somebody who's an expert to come and guide you a little bit, I definitely offer that. Uh, I love doing um, good fit calls, which are just free 15-minute, 20-minute phone calls to see how I can best serve you in your journey to fungal symbiosis. So if you need me, samthefungi at gmail.com, as well as on all social medias. And as always, you already know, reach out, reach up, reach down, and reach in. I love you. Let's go. Much love. Let's go. Thank you, Sam the Fun Guy. <laughs> this has been a Zian Archive podcast, guys. Thanks for being here live. We're going to publish it later on the platforms. You can learn more from me at Zian Archive on Instagram, also timewheel.net. It's been an honor. Thank you guys for the beautiful Alejandro and Desiree. This is the beautiful ceremony earlier. Really set the space right. And we're going to get some music going for you guys up next. So stay tuned. Thanks for being here. Much love. Much love.